expressed on the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Welcome to Entitled to Overcome, Exploring Solutions for Life Today, a presentation of Take 12 Recovery Radio. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dave Fleming and the Monty Man. What's happening, Dave? Hey, Monty. As you know, Netflix has just come out with a new uh, series called Dude. It's called Dude, but it's about four Dude. about four high school girls who smoke a lot of weed and go through high school stuff. And it's called Dude. Now, why do girls call each other Dude? I understand why they smoke pot, because we've got a lot of right fighters that want to smoke pot. But why do girls call each other Dude? I don't know. It's a question that I have been pondering for many months. I don't is, get is it. A, is, a, is that a spinoff of Dude, Where's My Car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Yes, another one of my favorite shows <laughs> back in the day. Still kind of is a little bit in a weird kind of way. It's always good to get a good laugh. And it, yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing good. Sun's out. The sun will come out. The sun will come out tomorrow. Living the dream, living the dream in Oregon. And and, and and this is part two, we're carrying on from last Friday, of bullying. Uh, bullying part two, red flags and types of bullying, and more importantly, what to do about this. So we're going to be talking about uh, some signs that maybe your child's being bullied and they're not saying anything. Uh, maybe you're, you're being bullied and you just think it's supposed to be that way. Or you are the bully. Or you are. Hmm. Can you be a bully and not know it? I think so. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bet. Yeah, but, kind uh, of, kind of that uh, uh, selfish, self-centered controlling can right. come off as being bully. Sure, as a bully. Um, before all that, though, <clears throat> where is it? Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's time for Dave and Monty's. Icebreaker! Wait, give me a cup. Where's my cup? I need some ice. (laughs) Okay, I got two. Uh, So the scheme that requires a video store clerk to have uh, dribble-like levels of cognition and savvy isn't likely to succeed, as Andrew Libby discovered when he walked, or should I say saundered, into a video store one of those video stores, and claimed that he worked for the state's age verification unit and would need copies of the pornography tapes to verify that the performers were of legal age. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I, I made a homemade badge one time and tried to pass myself off as working for the... Alcohol and beverage control. I went into a liquor store and tried to get free booze. Inspector Gadget. Yeah, yeah, I tried to do that. It didn't go well. Uh, I had to run out of there. Uh, and this guy actually had a badge made, too. Uh, and in the center, the badge looked very, the picture I saw on the internet looked very official, except for in the middle of it was a silhouette of a naked woman <laughs> instead of a star. Uh, this surprisingly didn't work, uh, and if Libby had walked away then, this would have gone down as a, not, not more than a, just an amusing story, um, except for he came back two more times and tried this in the same adult bookstore. And finally... Uh, dedication, I guess. Yeah, it is so. dedication. It didn't work out too well, and, and, well, he's in jail now. 
Um, and, and the other one, this one is great. Uh, thanks to the never ending onslaught of police procedural shows, everyone in the world now has a pretty good understanding of the basics of forensic evidence. Wear gloves, clean shoes, hats. There's no excuse anymore for, for conducting a crime that leaves behind evidence and that can be tracked back to you. It's just one of those rules of the game. Which brings us to Trevor Jones, who apparently is playing his own game. While robbing a house, Jones parked his car in the driveway. While he went inside to get a get into robbing the home, the legitimate resident of the home returned and found the strange car in her driveway, opened the door, and she's found his keys in the ignition and his wallet sitting on the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if this oh, wasn't bad enough, this wasn't bad enough. Uh, when he found out that she was discovering these things, he took off, fell into a pond, and then got out of the pond and walked over, ran over to another house, tried to rob it, and signed on to Facebook, and heard people coming and forgot to sign off of Facebook and took off. Now, the thing that's really weird about this is. The police has still not caught him. They have his ID. They know who he is, but they haven't caught him yet. So I don't know who's dumber. Right? Well, you know, <laughs> maybe it has an old address on his ID. <laughs> well, there you go. There's uh, there's our icebreaker for this week. It's more like America's Dumbest Criminals. Yeah. That there, there's just no end to the stupidity uh, when we uh, conduct ourselves in those manners. We're going to uh, let's see here. We're gonna we're gonna do this, and we're gonna get back. And I've got something I want to uh, play for you guys. Um, it's called "I'm Different," and this uh, is going to kind of begin our topic this week: bullying, part two, uh, red flags and types of bullying. So uh, check this out. Hey there, it's the Monty Man. Did you know that Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are listener supported? What that means is we don't receive any financial assistance from advertising products or services that have nothing to do with health or recovery, but are supported by you, our listeners. Any other promotions we commit to are purely our way of sponsoring other endeavors we feel are beneficial to the recovery community. Well, one thing we have learned all too well in our second decade of broadcasting is that we receive not because we ask not. Therefore, three times a year, we come to you, our listeners, for help. Because we are listener-supported, we depend on your donations to keep us on the air. For over 14 years, our listening audience has helped us to do just that. And once again, we are asking for your support. If you feel that Take 12 Recovery Radio is a valuable part of breaking the stigma of addiction and a resource of recovery from the world's number one health crisis, we ask that you consider becoming a Take 12 partner. To donate any amount, or to sign up for a reoccurring monthly donation, simply visit our website at take12radio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the Donate button. All proceeds go directly to pay for our expenses to continue to bring you the best in recovery talk and positive music. Won't you consider partnership today? Thank you, and God bless. You're listening to Recovery Talk and Positive Music on Take12Radio.com. Welcome back to the show. Um, All right, so I want to play this. uh, This is uh, called I'm Different. It was written by 11-year-old Isaac Kay about his former best friend turned bully named Thomas, and it is read by Danny Groves. Check this out. 
Dear Thomas, you and me used to be best friends. We used to ride bikes and go to the pool and swim. You used to come to my house and play PS4. I don't understand why you don't like me anymore. Yesterday you kicked me and said mean things to my sister. You pushed me off my bike, now I have a huge blister. You used to be my best friend in the world. Now you don't like me because you say I throw like a girl. I'm sorry that I don't like sports. That doesn't mean you can call me names and snort. I'm not as strong as you. When you punch me, it hurts. I'm still mad at you for ripping my new shirt. I lied about how it got ripped to my mom. You said that you want to hit my house with a bomb. Your friendship is something that I cherish. But why do you want me to feel so embarrassed? I'm different. I know that I'm different. I'm different. I know that I'm different. I'm different, I know that I'm different, but I still care about you and our friendship. I can't forget that one time in class, you asked me if you could copy off my math. I was happy and said yes in a flash, then you harassed me to make your friends laugh. I was nice enough to help you get an A, then you told Rudy and Aiden that I was gay. You still beat me up after school, I feel like a fool. Are you mad at me for saying Call of Duty Infinite Warfare isn't fun? Maybe I was wrong and it really isn't bad. I'll play with you again, just add me. I have the same gamer tag. I'm not mad. I just wish you wouldn't make fun of me because I've never met my dad. When we were friends, you used to say that it was sad. I still remember all the great times that we had. I'm different. I know that I'm different. But I still care about you and our friendship. Come on, Thomas. What happened to you and Isaac's friendship, man? Come on, world. Let's be better people. Written by Isaac, not me. He deserves all the credit. Danny Groves doing the beat there uh, on the poem written by 11-year-old Isaac K. about his friend Thomas. All too common, right, Dave? Yeah, unfortunately. You know, I remember when my kids were growing up and then experiences that they went through and then the other kids, you know, you would hear stuff about what's going on with them. Yeah. And watching, I mean, kids were involved in extracurricular activities, you know, like my girls were in Girl Scouts, you know, we did the we were the, yeah, the cookies and all that, and we got right. involved with with some things. And the the kids that they grow up with, we watched them. Uh, some of them just fall fall off as they went from, you know, elementary school to high school, and how what happened in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ninety percent of it was due to bullying, jeez, in some form or fashion. So uh, my friend Tamara uh, wrote in at the last minute last night and said, are you going to talk about um, parental bullying? And I said, well, that's actually child abuse when we're talking about that. Um, But that's, you know, a kid can be having a great experience at school and be scared to death to come home. Right. That happened. That's way too common, too. But the same thing happens. I mean, you can call it parental child abuse yeah uh same things happen with the kids because the kids actually model the behaviors of the parents yeah so if you're looking at a bully you know i'd say 90 percent of the time you know the apple doesn't fall too somebody in the the home is bullying the kid right yeah or bullying bullying the other adult and the kids watching it that happens too right right yeah yep you know the the husband's, you know, abusing the wife, or the wife's abusing the husband. It it plays out because then kids think that that's the way that they're supposed to act. Yeah, that's the way they're supposed to treat um, each other. You know, right? And it's just a horrible thing. It is. So the- it damages it damages the rest of their life until they get to the point where. Someone intervenes, or they grow up and finally go. Wait a minute! Wait a minute here. This is this is not this is not acceptable. So so it's it's a thief in the night. It steals their youth from them, right? Yeah, unfortunately, you know. So some of the red flags, and then I'll, I'm just going to kind of turn this whole topic over to you. But I, I printed out some of these 
so this can happen. This can be going on in your life as an adult too. But some red flags for parents to watch out for if your child is being bullied. Uh, are they afraid to ride the bus to walk to school or to go to recess? Uh, do, uh, are they going to school late or right at the starting bell or not at all? Uh, taking odd routes home. You know, we we were always told take the same route home. So in case something happens, we can come get you, you know, and all of a sudden your kid's not doing that. Uh, Damaged or lost belongings, unexplained unexplained injuries, coming home hungry could indicate someone is taking their lunch or fear of being in the cafeteria. Uh, Having few friends or friendships suddenly cut off, becoming jumpy, angry or withdrawn after being online. And that would suggest maybe there's some... uh, cyberbullying going on, isolating themselves from others, including close friends, losing interest in school, or showing a sudden drop in performance? Are they sad, moody, withdrawn, depressed, anxious, especially if it's out of the blue? It's just like, what's going on? Uh, Low self-esteem, a feeling of worthlessness, substance use, tobacco, alcohol, drug use, loss of appetite or other change in eating habits. Uh, complaining of headaches, stomach aches, or other physical problems, especially on school days. That's a biggie. And sleep issues, trouble falling or staying asleep, sleeping too much, or frequent bad dreams. Hmm. Uh, Here's some signs that your child might be a bully. Uh, Defiant attitude, difficult following rules, and acting aggressively towards others, including parents, teachers, and other adults. Uh, Difficult the controlling anger or frustration, a temper that flares easily, and a child who can't gain control can lead to bullying as an outlet. Uh, shows little empathy or caring for others. Thinks too highly of him or herself and has a hard time accepting criticism. Uh, perhaps they have a strong need to be the center of attention. Frequent name-calling, referring to classmates as idiots or wimps. Uh, good at talking themselves out of trouble and not taking responsibility for their actions. Constant bragging and a need to always be the winner or the best. Having money or new belongings that can't be explained. Having a positive view of violence and friends with similar views. We talked about video games last year. All right. Hanging out with a tough crowd or kids who are known to bully. Having been exposed to violence or aggressive punishment. Ooh. What do you consider aggressive? Boy, that's a hot topic right there. Right? Right? You've been paying attention to the news lately, the the dad that uh, his son was being a bully so on the bus, and he got kicked off the bus, and so he made him run to school, and he followed him in the car. And the kid, you know, he stopped he stopped acting out. But now there's a bunch of people jumping on him saying that it's child abuse. And Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's hard when you don't have definite boundaries and definite definitions that are true to what they're defining because we live in a culture now where anything means anything and everything means nothing. It's really hard to put this stuff together and make absolute guidelines and 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 reactions to things because you've got so many opinions. You got the school counselor that thinks any kind of discipline at all is going to harm the child. And then you got the other counselor at the other school that is just the opposite, that is, you know, real tough on the kids. I, I remember when I was rough. In, when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Our principal used to take the old uh, paddle out. Yeah. Of course, they, you know, they had permission from the parents. Right. But I remember my I had I had one guy that had one of these long paddles you know <laughs> yeah it kind of looked like a flattened baseball bat you bet another guy had uh this round one and it had holes drilled in it you know so you can get so nice, the wind yeah nice good airflow through there so you, wouldn't, you know so you can get a good whack but yeah they used to i mean because that's kind of what has happened is that the parents not all parents but some parents expected the, the schools to be the disciplinarian yeah. Like, I had enough on my plate. I'm trying to, you know, earn a living and take care of a house and blah, 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 you know. If you're not willing to discipline your kid at home, don't get mad at the school when they're doing it, when you're expecting them to, and then they follow through. I mean. <laughs> well, and yeah. I think that probably was 
that was taken to the extreme and probably shouldn't have been part of that, you know. Well, we we had a teacher, uh, Mrs. Gabriel, bless her heart. I loved her, but she was a tough cookie. But I had fond memories of her, and she called up a student's parents and said, your child will not stay in their seat. Do I have permission to tie them in their seat? And the parents said, you bet. So during class, she very loosely, you know, is more for the effect, right, took a soft rope and tied the student to their chair, and they didn't get up. And it worked. She only had to do that one time. It didn't harm the child. You know, it, it may have been a little humiliating, I suppose. But today, if, if, if a teacher did that, they wouldn't have their job very long. But I don't know. But, yeah. So there's these red flags. And, and I think a lot of times parents will see red flags when it comes to any issue. And because we want to believe the best or not accept the worst. Ah, that's probably not going on. They're just they're just going through, you know, puberty or and they just kind of blow it off. Don't you think we have to assume something's up for the child's sake? Well, it, 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 we have to be involved. I mean, yeah. I I can only speak from my own personal experience with that. I know when I was in my addiction, you know, I thought I was the good parent, you know, right. being involved in all of their activities and helping them with the homework and, you know, going to, you know, going to the school and being involved. You know? Sure. But I was probably, you know, 99% of the time I had a nice buzz going on uh, because I was, <laughs> I was, I had to, you know, I had to drink just to, just to be normal. Sure. Uh, and in that, you know, uh, I missed a lot of the. But a lot of the signs and the cues that <clears throat> the kids were having troubles. And some of it was because, you know, there's stuff going on at home and dad's drinking and, you know. Yeah. But I missed a lot of the things that were happening with them with uh, interacting with other people. Or I mean, the only time I ever seemed like I got a call from the school is if they were late or if they missed a class and I got a, you know, got a call. Hey, they missed class. <clears throat> but otherwise, you, you didn't hear a whole lot from school. I mean, they took out they took out counselors. I remember when they used, every school used to have a counselor. Yeah, sometimes and, more than one. Yeah, and they yeah. took they took them out because of funding issues or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they took out uh, PE, you know, physical education. They took a lot of that out. Uh, and I think that. That caused a lot of harm as well because now you get all these kids with all this energy. Energy and, they, and no way to. They're all jacked up on sugar, you know. Right. And then they they have no outlet for it. And we expect them to stay, you know, quiet in their seat and and just be the great little student if they act out. Oh, we know, you know, but they're if they have all this energy, it's like, well, maybe we need to. Maybe they got ADD and we got to get them on some Ritalin. I mean, that was a big thing for a long time. Is like everyone's got an ADD. Well, the other kids, and they've got they've got energy that needs to. <laughs> it's part of their growing process, right. you know. And and then they had the way we had a couple of schools that had these isolation chambers. Do you see those? No. Yeah, they were closets that they would put padding. They would line the closet with padding and put a bench in it, but it was just a closet. And they'd stick the kid in there with no light or anything and stick him in there. All right, like, you go in the isolation closet for an hour. It sounds like uh, the movie Matilda. Oh yeah, I remember that. To put the kids in the chokey. Yeah, with Danny DeVito and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. We didn't. Uh, we didn't have anything like that. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have that. That was something that was on the news a couple of years ago. I was like, seriously? Yeah, you got an isolation closet. That's for, taking it to the extreme. That's that's ridiculous. So what you got there for us, Dave? You got a whole bunch of notes. Uh, I don't know where, where where do we begin? This is such a. a uh, intricate problem. And it is. It's, in, it's intertwined in everything that we do, not only in the schools, but uh, in our adult lives, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be at church. It can be at your employment, right. place of employment, uh, at the gym. Uh, pretty much everywhere you go, there's anybody can probably say, yeah, I know at least one bully. 
in every aspect of their life that they deal with. Mm-hmm. There's, there's always somebody that there's always that guy or that gal, right? Um, or we can even be that person at, at some point in our life if mm-hmm. you know we're not careful. So, uh, I guess the other side of this is I mean we can go on and on about uh, bullies and who's a bully or you know, what does a bully look like. We we, we kind of know what those are. Um, I just want to go over a couple things here uh, about uh, on how adults can be bullied. Sometimes we don't think about these things, right? Right. The physical bullying is is pretty pretty cut and dry, right? First, the use of physical intimidation, threat, harassment, or harm. Uh, examples of physical bullying include physical attack, uh, simulated violence, such as raising a fist as if to strike, or throwing objects near a person. Uh, we, some, you know, I don't know if, uh, if anybody's experienced that, but uh, I know I've seen that going on. Extortion, date rape, marital rape, domestic violence, sexual harassment at work, personal space violation, physical space entrapment, physical size domination, and uh, numerical domination. That means a gang up on, on somebody. So you get three or four people or even two against one. Physical size domination, that, that, could be mis- that can be felt like bullying sometimes. You and I know a gentleman who's rather tall and who is an employer or was in a, or is in a position of authority. Right. And, and um, it, it never bothered me. I'm not short. But I could see where somebody that might be 5'2 or 5'5 five five standing next to this guy and he's in a position of authority might feel a little intimidated. Um, I've worked for people that were huge. I mean, not just tall, but just buffed, you know, and, and felt a little, eh, at no fault of their own. Right, right. They, they didn't do anything. They just who are who they are. <laughs> and it, sometimes, yeah, depends on, on their demeanor. We used to have, I was thinking about this earlier, but we used to have this, uh, this teacher. He was, he was, uh, uh, he was the gym teacher. Uh-huh. And I, I'm trying to remember. I could be wrong. Uh, anybody that remembers Mr. Leong, um, I think he taught science, but I'm not sure. This is <clears throat> this is back in elementary school in Pacifica. But this guy, you know, he was uh, uh, he was a he was Japanese or I don't know Korean or something. Yeah, yeah. But he was a he was huge. He was probably six foot two. And just all muscle. I mean, he would stand at the podium, right, with his you know his his arms, arms on either <laughs> side of it, and he would like look like he was flexing. I mean, the dude had you know huge arms. You just you know take your head in there and bust it like a coconut. And everybody was was he was intimidating, and everyone yeah. was intimidated by him. You didn't mess, you didn't right? dare, you know, because you're like, oh, what's he gonna do? But yeah, yeah, I, I see it all the time in in uh, treatment centers where you got. You know, people coming in and just from you know where they're at in their life, but they're they're big guys. I mean, they they're they're physical and they're aggressive, and that's very intimidating. And but that's been their defense mechanism for so long to get by that they just do it automatically, even if that's not what they really who they really want to be. It's like so we got to you know work on getting out of that uh, out of those behaviors. Mm-hmm. If we don't uh, stop it, then sure. you know continue. Down that road, so uh, this physical bullying, tangible or, or material bullying, using one's uh, formal power, title, or position as leverage, right? Either financially, mm. uh, using financial information uh, or legal, uh, so, some forms of intimidation, threat, harassment, and or harm. Uh, these scenarios of bully. Uses his or her advantage in stature and or resources to dominate control the victim. This happens a lot in employment, uh, employer, employee, employer situations. Right. Uh, I've seen it happen in the workplace. Um, I've heard about it. Um, people have lost their jobs because they didn't want to comply with what their supervisor uh, wanted them to do. And it was, you know, harassment. I'm the boss, and you'll do what I say yeah, because I'm the boss. Right. Right. For no yeah. other reason other than the fact that I'm the boss. Right. 
Yeah. It kind of ties into some of that Me Too movement that's been going on. Right. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that, that that kind of thing has been going on for a long time. Uh, the verbal bullying, right? Threats, shaming, hostile teasing, insults, constant negative judgment and criticism. Racism, sexist, or homophobic language. Uh, and those... Uh, mental, those emotional bullying, you know, as otherwise they call it, is is I think sometimes more damaging than anything else, you know, because they mm-hmm. leave scars, but you they don't, you know, it's like physically, if you have a scar, it heals, like most of the time, or, right. or, or a bruise, yeah. But the emotional stuff, you know, it, it stays with you. It, it runs can, deep. Stays with you forever uh, if you don't. Uh, Work through it. So, so I want to bring up something that that I see on 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 uh, social media a lot from both sides, conservatives conservatism as well as liberalism. Uh, both sides doing this to each other. Uh, it's okay. I mean, it's perfectly normal and healthy to to have opposing views. We have a world filled with opposing views. But when you start name calling, well, those conservatives, they're morons. Or those those liberals, all they do is care about this or that. They don't care about their kids. That yeah, I mean stuff like that, and that constant rhetoric of of uh, put down with each other because you're angry and ticked off, and you lump everybody together in this. Well, if you're a Christian and if you're a conservative, then you're a moron. Or if you're a liberal and you're for marriage equality, then you're an immoral piece of garbage, and you're going to burn in hell. I mean that's bullying, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pick sides here, but there's a lot of uh, things that I've been seeing that it, it it's horrible. It, the bullying that I see is like you have uh, opposing views, but one side basically is telling you that if unless you believe what I believe, you're, you're an idiot or you're wrong. Yeah. So and then it's like all this hate speech and then they're telling you, you know, you're all you're all you're about is hate, right? Right. When they're the one that is spewing out the hate, it's spewing out the hate, right? Because yeah. if you don't believe what I believe, then then you're just not worth. Then it. Then you're I, a hater, right. and, and and you're racist, and you're this and that and everything, and you're not even saying anything. And, and people hide behind Facebook and, and other uh, media sources, because and that's they a form can. of cowardness. That's a form of being a coward, well, I believe. Yeah, and it used to be a healthy thing to get up and have a debate. Like I, yeah, I, you know, I di- I give my side and you give your side, and we have a, a intelligent debate. Sure, and maybe we disagree. We agree to disagree, and we move on. We don't sit there and bash start each other, to- bashing the person's mother or their son or daughter or wife. Yeah, because you don't agree with what they want you to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or I'm not gonna share my toys until you. You know, agree with what the way that I want to play the game. And lifelong friends have walked away from their relationships because of this stuff. You see it all the time. I have people unfriended, you know. Yeah. It's like I, I, I read about this person unfriended me and that person unfriended me and how ridiculous it is that you're going to you're going to unfriend somebody or not yeah. be someone's friend because we have a different we don't agree on the same thing. Right. It's like that's what makes us individuals is like we have uh, our ideas. If you can explain it in an intelligent way, your side of it, then great. But don't say, you know what, if you don't – if you're not willing to agree with me or if I shout at you, you know, my – long enough that I'm going to beat you into submission. You you see these these protests, things that that have been going on ever since the election. It's like people out there that aren't even old enough to vote are screaming at people – about stuff they don't even know anything. They don't about. know anything about. It. Yeah, yeah. I I had uh, growing up, I had a friend named Ray. Ray and I very very good friends, buddies for years. And just in the last year, I found out that he has an opposing political viewpoint than I do. And I I was a little surprised because I had made the assumption all those years that he agreed with me. But it doesn't change how I feel about him. Yeah, he's still my friend, and I'm not gonna have to friend, unfriend him for it. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I had a family member attack me basically. 
all over Facebook. Really? Yeah. And I was, you know, I had to shut it down because it's just, you know what, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, we can have our, our opinions. Right. But when you start attacking somebody. Right. You know, it's just not, it's just not acceptable. It's like, again, you're another form of bullying. It's like. Yeah. You know, so. Well, you're certainly not going to change another person's viewpoint to your side of thinking by doing that. And I don't, I don't want to change it. No, but Everyone's you know how people make up their own what is, To what end are you doing spewing all this hatred? Because you want them to agree with you? They're probably going to run further from you. I don't know. I I can't explain that side of it. But yeah. I see a lot of that that very thing. It's like if you don't agree with me, then you're just a pos. Yeah, and we're done. Yeah. You know, passive aggressive uh, or what's the other covert bullying? Mm. Um, happens maybe less frequently, but some ways it's more more insidious, right? Many bullies, you can see them coming because they're quick to make their uh, intimidating presence known. A passive-aggressive or covert bully, however, behaves appropriate, uh, appropriately on the surface but takes you down with uh, subtly uh, behind the scenes, right? Oh. You know, you get... You kind of get that uh, mob mentality too, where you right. get people together and they, you know, start spewing rumors, and then right. it just blows up to just you know unsurmountable uh, things that you've done, and you're not like, yeah, I never even walked into the building, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> but yet now they're you know they're bullying you by way of uh, getting other people like. Against you for whatever reason. Yeah. So, like an example of passive aggressive or covert bullying includes negative gossip, right? That's kind of what I'm talking about. Negative joking at someone's expense, sarcasm, condescending eye contact, facial ex- expression or gestures, mimicking, uh, ridiculing, uh, causing embarrassment, insecurity, invisible uh, treatment. Um, they're not. They don't do it to your face. Hmm. Social exclusion, professional isolation, and deliberately sabotaging someone's well-being, happiness, and success. You know, spreading rumors about people is is just as bad. Sure. You know, the old uh, the old uh, <laughs> you know shaking your hand and then stabbing you in the back. Yeah, shaking your hand with one hand and reaching around. And, yeah, give me a hug, brother. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, back back in your in the addiction, people talk about this. It's like, yeah. I would steal your dope and then help you look for it. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had friends like that, and I think I probably was one of those friends a few times. But it just yeah. some of those behaviors kind of bleed over into other things. Cyberbullying is, is probably the big thing. That's where we're just yeah, kind of talk about fa- you know Facebook, so other social media. Um, it's all over the place. I I don't even get involved anymore. Some of these. People write things up and have a, a two-sided debate, and then all the comments that are they're thrown out there. Oh, you're a pos, and no, 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 you don't. You know, all you know, every name in the books thrown out there, and just it's just insane. And uh, I mean, I can see why people deactivate their their social media accounts. Sure. Um, you got any other things on that? What else we got on, here on, on types? Um, one on here was narcissistic <laughs> bullying. This type of adult bullying is self-centered and does not share empathy with others. Additionally, there is little anxiety about consequences. He or she seems to feel good about him or herself. Seems to is the key word there. But in reality, he has a brittle narcissism that requires putting others down. So it's that it's that bullying that that has to constantly make themselves feel that they're better than, more qualified than, look better than, act better than. And in order to feel that way, they have to put the other person down. And uh, there, there's a lot of that that goes on. Where do you think that comes from? comes from low self-esteem. It comes probably from being bullied, perhaps. Um, you know, the book, Hurt People, Hurt People, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get you before you get me. I'm going to get you before you – yeah, you, you bet. I'm going to get the jump on this because, in fact, you're acting very nice 
what do you want? And before you can answer, I'm going to get you before you get me. And the person may be, and we've, I've had, I've had interviews with people. For instance, uh, uh, several of the students that have graduated from the teen child centers in Arizona, I think the last two interviews, they had talked about coming into the program there and all the love and encouragement and support that they received. And they were like, what's up with this? Right. What do you want from me? Right. And it took them some time before they realized it was genuine because yeah. they had people in their life that did that and then turned on them. I totally, totally can relate to that. Yeah. I, that happened to me when I first got into the field. Yeah. Because my, you know, the history, you know, I was in construction for a long time. And if anybody's ever been worked in construction field, there's a lot of that kidding and it kind of. Oh, yeah. Some of it's good nature bullying or poking right but other times it, it can be super negative and it always you know and and other fields too uh, i was in another business that it was all about doggy dog you know so it was right. you know out to get whatever you can get and so it, it kind of jades you after a while you get to this point where it's right. like Anytime everybody's nice to you, you think, what do they want? You're highly suspicious, yes. That happened to me coming into the, the, the field of counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I get in I, to the, work in this place, and uh, it's going great, and everyone's nice, and, you know, like one big happy family, and then people are giving me compliments left and right. Right. And uh, I was pretty – I was really quiet for a long time because I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, yeah. you know – yeah, I'm like, do they really want something? What do they want? What are they trying to do? And it took me a while to finally just get to the point where I was like, okay, these guys, you know, these guys mm-hmm. are legit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I have to accept that. Yeah, I am doing a good job. I'm good at what I do. So, yeah, I sure. gotta be okay with accepting the compliments because sometimes you know it's like, oh, there's something going on behind right. the scenes, right? Um. Well, and you know, you know, and, and if you flip it, uh, I've I've been uh, my wife and I have have helped several people in our years of marriage with a place to live, help plug them into employment, different things like that. And we have run into people that would tell us, "I don't trust you. You're being too nice." And then that kind of hurts because you're 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 genuine, yeah. you know. But then you learn, especially when you get in the field of helping others, and in 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 a, you know, with addictive illness and so forth, you you learn that don't take that too personally because they've probably been jaded. They're just kind of feeling you out to see where you at. So just stay, stay on your ground, keep doing what you're doing, be Christ-like, and keep doing it. And right. they'll come around, and they do come around. But it's 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 hard. And that's you know that's all about integrity, and that's a yeah that's a topic for another show. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. How, how intertwined all of this is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and what what happens, you know. That's so. What do we do about this, Dave? What do we do? Well, uh, here's a few things, right? We know that bu- being bullied sucks, right? Scary and confusing, and uh, you know, it's it's not always fun to be around aggressive people. Sometimes we fall into the trap of we start acting like those other people, and we don't want to. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing right off the top of my head is the old, you know, if you see something, say something. Right. Right? If you, if, if it involves you, say something. And I got a few few tips here we can we can go through, right? First of all is, is try to stay calm, and I know it's a hard thing to, uh, to think about in the moment. If especially like, if you feel like you're being attacked, right? To, someone, especially if you calm. got somebody that's bigger than you are and right. l- louder, and sometimes it's hard to do that, right? Uh, try not to let the, uh, hurtful words beat you down. You know, it's more about them than it is about you. So if you can think in those terms, 
it'll help you out. It's like this isn't yeah. This isn't about me. This is about them. I know that takes some practice to do that. But sometimes you have to repeat that over and over and over. Right. There's a place in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous that says this was our course when a person offended. It doesn't say if they offend, when they offend. Right. We realize that perhaps they were spiritually sick. So if you can kind of look at them as a boy, there's something going on with them. And it's not pretty. Right. And it's not me. You know, adults are uh, uh, better at this than, than uh, kids are. And mm-hmm. uh, I would bet that most of our audience are adults out there. Um, but this same, those same techniques uh, work for anybody if you, uh, if you put them into place. Yeah. Right? Being someone's friend uh, is super important. I think we don't spend enough time listening to each other, spending the time to talk about what's going on. Right. Um, speaking up. You know, everyone's all about their uh, electronic devices now. And uh, I think we need to unplug and start talking to each other again. Um, tell them to stop or ask them to stop. Say nothing or walk away or run away. You know, maybe you got three or four uh people and you, you're, you're able to run to a safe place. Um, and again, remember boys are probably in pain. Mm-hmm. They got stuff going on. Mm-hmm. They're just projecting what's going on in their life. Uh, unplug, get off the internet, right? Uh, delete, delete or, uh, your accounts look, you know, like, if Facebook has become a problem, maybe you just need to unplug for a while. You can deactivate your account. Temporarily. Temporarily. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it never goes away. Right. I mean, it's always there in the background. Um, don't respond Ooh, to online bullies. That's rough. <laughs> right? Because you know what happens, if, yeah. especially online, because everyone's hiding behind their computer screen. If you if someone's makes some, some comment and you respond and – you know, in kind, yeah, uh, it just can take off from there. Have you ever went to respond and started typing and then just went backspace, backspace, backspace? I'm not doing this. I've I've, I've done, gone as far as type out whole emails and then delete it, and then go, yeah, this is it's not worth it. I this know, isn't about me, me. Yeah, me too. And it's I may like, feel better <laughs> about yeah, put, saying my piece, but you know. Once it's out there, it's out there. You can't take it back, and it's on. If it's in the internet, it's out there forever. And if I've got time to write paragraph after paragraph of a response, I probably got time to pray for that poor sap at least for thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Right. Or at least watch a new episode of Roseanne. Come on. Sure. <laughs> Which brings to the next uh, uh, tip is kind of laugh it off with humor, right? You know, the, the people that uh, have can use humor appropriately uh, can fend off some of those bullies. You know, the other thing is kill, you know, they, the old saying, kill them with kindness. Right. It's like, if you portray love to somebody, it's hard for them to get mad at you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And start you know, picking on you. I mean, I, I watched the show. It, it's been out for a long, long time and bless his heart. He, he has passed away and I can't remember his name now. He played Chekhov in the new Star Trek uh, series. Um, but it was called Charlie Bartlett, and it, it's there's some inappropriate stuff in this this show. But one of the things that I was impressed with this kid, he had come from a, a split home. Dad was in prison for tax evasion, and mom was extremely codependent. and And he's in school, and he runs across this bully called Murphy. And Murphy's taller than he is, and beats a living you know what out of everybody. And he looks at Murphy, he goes. Murphy, what are you so mad about? You know, just very calmly. What? Why are you so angry, man? And it paralyzed him. It's like somebody called me on it. And, you know, right. somebody's actually listening to me. And they became friends because Charlie became this bathroom counselor. Everybody go in the other stall and get, tell them their problems and everything, you know. But he was he used that as a tool. Right. And, and what I got out of that was sometimes if you just let somebody know that you're interested in in their pain, that might defuse it. And it goes right back to what I was saying earlier about we need to unplug and we need to sit down and talk with each other. Yeah, face to face. There's 
Kids these days don't know how to talk to each other. No, they Some don't. adults don't know how to talk to each other. Sure. Um, we get too caught up in our work, you know. Uh, we need to unplug, spend some time with each other, uh, spend time with our kids, yeah. uh, spend time with our family members, just separate. Have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but right? I mean, you know, that's one of the things that that uh, I, I stress for people go, uh, building a, a recovery program is that you got to have balance. And part of that balance is not only taking care of yourself, but spending the time with your family, you know, mm-hmm. in, you know, if you got kids, spend time with them individually and then all together as a family. Right. You know, with each kid separately and your wife separately and then mm-hmm. all, all together. Uh, because and I, I would venture to guess that not a lot of people do that. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a lost art. And I if think. you're a parent, don't just say, say these things to your child Listen to them. Don't just say, well, ignore Fred. Do as I say, not as I do. You know, actually sit down and listen to them. Right. Yeah. So tell someone you trust, right? If, uh, uh, as far as something to do, a friend, a teacher, a parent, mentor. Sometimes we can't talk to our parents, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's probably a teacher or, uh, Maybe even a neighbor or your friend's parent. You know, I uh, my buddies growing up, you know, I had like three moms. You know, I had my biological right. mom and then I had two other moms. Yeah. Like my buddies' yeah. moms. Yeah, I had that and too. And I could go yeah. and talk, you know, talk to them about anything. So, you know, I bet that, that uh, uh, others have that same opportunity. Avoid problematic areas. You know, if you go to, into the whatever area it is, maybe it's a ice cream shop even – Right, and there's these bullies that hang out there during a certain time of the day or whatever. Don't go there. Find another ice cream shop. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's kind of like a, yeah. you know, I keep walking down the street. No, the whole and, thing. And I yeah. fall in the hole, and so <laughs> walk down another street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, safety in numbers. You know, hang out with people that are going to be to back you up and, and be on your side and. And safety in numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. That's always a good rule. Don't go anywhere by yourself. You know, I don't care who you are. There's, you know, it's always good to numbers or safety in numbers. Always, right? yeah. Uh, spend more time with people who make you feel good about yourself. Right? That's super important. You know, we talk about that in recovery. It's like spend your day, spend time with people that are going to feed your spirit. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're feed you in a positive way. You can't avoid toxic people completely, no. but you don't have to go golfing with them, go to coffee with them, or, you know, have breakfast together every morning. You just don't have to do that. Right. But there's people that they're almost they're almost hooked on that. It's almost kind of weird, you know. Or I, if you uh, you know you, you get out of treatment and you're on this pink cloud and you're like, I'm gonna go, you know, save the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I know I have a list of like. 10 people that need to be saved, and so I'm going to go save them. I'm going to the shooting calorie, and <laughs> I'm going to go preach recovery to them. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Right. Uh, and, of course, don't become a bully yourself. Right? Don't give in to anger or peer pressure. That that uh, that happens. It sounds like in in that uh, that uh, poem that, that was read, yeah. that the guy's friend kind of fell into that peer pressure. Yes. And uh, Ended up becoming a bully. Uh, ask ask adults to listen, right? Sometimes we talk to people and they, oh, you know, that you know, it'll it'll blow over. Just mm-hmm. ignore them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you if you respond to them, they'll keep, you know, they'll keep at it, right? You say no. I need you to listen to me. This is serious. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, recognize the signs of depression, right? sadness, wanting to be alone, poor concentration, sleep problems, and difficulty in school. That's important, especially with the kids. You know, I, I, thinking back, I remember days and days and days and weeks and months. It's like, how's it going? How's your day? Mm. Fine. Mm-hmm. How's school? Fine. Yeah, and then you just get frustrated. And you don't ask anymore. You got to keep asking. You got to keep talking. Well, it, you know, it. 
we we have busy lives and sometimes it's we want to take that on face value and say well things must be going well right but if you sit fine, down yeah. and you you know you right. dig a little deeper things aren't aren't right. so well you know yeah but you know uh, like you said from my personal experience it's like if I'm in my addiction and I'm not responding properly at all anyway. So when I'm not in my addiction, I actually have to be, Mm -hmm. uh, I have to make that effort to sit down with my kids. You know, I remember the first time after I got, you know, sober, um, I sit down with my kids and just, you know, talk with them, say, Mm -hmm. how's it going at school? Mm -hmm. And if they say, fine, I say, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more. You know, let me what what you working on for homework. You know, right. try to find a way in the door, and then actually sitting there telling them that I'm proud of them. They're doing a good job, mm-hmm. and I can see that uh, that wall. You know, when you do that, it just comes crumbling down. Yeah, and yeah. then they're w- more willing to like open up and share with you. And and if you find a common ground with your with your child, your spouse, your best friend, your, your even your employer, if you find something that you're both interested in, I mean that I things change. I I've had a situation with my son where he was trying to help a friend and we were trying to help the same friend and it 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 was like all of a sudden we became this team. Right. Cuz we were on common ground about something and it was really cool. It was like we we're going for the same thing. We're working together. You know, if your son likes to golf, maybe you ought to take up some golfing. doesn't mean you got to be his buddy. Right. You know, because parents get that confused. Um, but take some interest in things that other people are interested in. And don't say, well, I'm not into that. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to. You don't want to do that. Right. Right. Because then you end up isolating anyway. I mean, get involved and, and, and pay attention. I remember... We got two minutes. Years after, you know, uh, I got sober, going through the kids. We save everything from our kids, you know, everything they ever did in school. Right. And going back and looking at those things and reading some of the stuff that my my kid wrote. It's like, wow. You know, and they were writing stuff about, about me. And it's like. Yeah, my dad is always trying to tell everybody what to do and how to do it. And <laughs> it was like, wow. You may- I said, yeah, I guess that's, you know. You may not want to read your kid's diary. <laughs> well, you know, it, it op- opened my eyes. Or maybe you should. To see <laughs> some things that how, yeah. you know, how, uh, you know, controlling I was back then. Right. So, but yeah, we have a great uh, relationship with my kids now. Um so if you're feeling sad uh, or blue, unsafe, always, 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 always find help, right? Uh, ask a friend, a trusted adult, you know, your your buddy or, you know, your your, your friend's uh, mom or dad that you feel safe with. Mm-hmm. I think we always have – I think all of us have someone like that in our lives, a uh, pastor at, at church or somebody, right? And And finally, if you do not know – who to talk to and you feel like you want to hurt yourself, you can always call, uh, like, you can call 911, but you can also call the National Suicide Prevention Hot Lifeline at uh, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Always ask for help. Okay, so one 1-800-273-8255. Uh, we'll have that number at the base of the description of the show uh, today as well on the website. Well, good stuff, Dave. It's it's a huge issue. It's it's uh, it's old as time itself. You know, Cain and Abel. David know? and Goliath. <laughs> David and Goliath, <laughs> which is on the logo for, you know, you right. talk about a bully, right? right. right? right. Um, Overcoming those bullies. Yeah, yeah. It, it's rough stuff. Well, listen, our closing song, and I just absolutely love this song. I played it over and over again. <laughs> um, sorry, Denver, for the rock and roll, but uh, <laughs> oh, well. Get over it. Yeah, really. Um, so this is... Um, love you, Denver. Yeah, we do, Denver. Uh, this is a, a song by Shinedown and uh, the rock group Shinedown, and... Um, uh, speaking to Rolling Stone magazine, Shinedown frontman 
Brent Smith discussed the lyrics of this song as about not feeling like you can't stand up for yourself and take back your self-respect if you feel as if someone is belittling you or trying to push you around. The song is not condoning violence. What it is condoning is survival. He says, I don't think that anyone should ever have their self-respect or their dignity taken from them. And so the lyrics, and I'm just going to read this, it starts out, it's 8 a.m., this hell I'm in, seems I've crossed a line again for being nothing more than who I am. So break my bones and throw your stones, we all know that life ain't fair, but there's more of us, we're everywhere. We don't have to take this back against the wall, we don't have to take this, we can end it all. All you ever, all you'll ever be is a fading memory of a bully. Make another joke while they hang another rope. So lonely. Push them to the dirt till the words don't hurt. Can you hear me? No one's going to cry on the very day you die. You're a bully. Think it through. You can't undo. Whenever I see black and blue, I feel the past. I share the bruise with everyone who's come and gone. My head is clear. My voice is strong. Now I'm right here to right the wrong. Here is Shinedown with their song, Bully.
signed down performing the song Bully. Hey, listen, you can listen and download any of our shows, including archives, at Take12Radio.com by clicking on Follow Me on Podomatic. Once there, you can download our app for Android or iOS. You can comment on the shows, love us, hate us. We just want to hear from you. You can also listen to the shows on our YouTube channel. Simply go to Take12Radio.com and click on the YouTube icon. And if you'd like to send us an email, our email address is Take12Radio at Comcast.net. Until next time, this is the Monty Man along with Dave Fleming reminding you that because of God's wonderful grace, you are entitled to overcome. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.